welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Syosset Library's Turn the Page podcast. My name is Jessica. Hi, Hi how are you doing? Um, I'm here with uh, the author of the September House, uh, Carissa Orlando. Uh, it's not quite September while we're recording this, but I think that the, the book comes out in September, right? Correct. Yes, comes out <laughs> September fifth. So um, this is a really creepy book, and I I have a lot of thoughts about it. But uh, before I get into mine, why don't you chat a little bit about September House and? Um, just sort of in your mind, uh, what encapsulates the book? What's it about? Yeah. Um, well, to not go into spoilers or anything like that, um, the book is about um, our protagonist, Margaret, who four years prior, uh, she and her husband, Hal, purchased their dream. Turns out to have been incredibly haunted, just the most haunted house you could ever imagine. Um, but instead of fleeing, as most people would have done, uh, Margaret just decides she's going to make it work. And she finds a way of living with these horrors by crafting kind of an elaborate set of rules. Her husband, however, is kind of not on board with any of that. For just over three years, decides he is done. And he, yeah, her husband um, decides he's done with it. And he he, he gets out of there. Um, and their adult daughter, Catherine, who not aware that the house is haunted, decides to come and kind of see what happened with her dad and where he got off to. Um, and so Margaret is now faced. She has to kind of keep the hauntings away from Catherine while still following kind of the rules of the house and managing everything. Um, everything in the house gets way worse in September. And so, of course, that's when Catherine comes to visit. So that's where we start off. So why September, I think? That's my, that's my question. Um, why the month of September? Yeah, it seemed it seemed like the best month. Um, I didn't want to do something so obvious as like October because that's what we all consider the spooky months. But I appreciated. I I personally like the the months where things kind of start to change. So spring months and like the beginning of autumn months and September I think has a good. It's a change month. Things are starting to like autumn is approaching. We can kind of see that like the cycle of the year is turning um, and it's getting it's getting colder and potentially spookier. So that seemed like a, an, an appropriate month to have everything. I agree, um, you know, especially since you know, different things start starting up again in September, like school, a lot of people start to have back to school nightmares. Um, you know, I, I think September is definitely kind of one of those months that uh, I always call it the Monday of the year. <laughs> I can definitely see that. And I think a lot of my students would agree. <laughs> <laughs> so 
a haunted house story, you know, haunted house stories have been done so many times and I always love it when they're done a little bit differently. Um, you know, you kind of start off, you know, what kind of house, obviously, I mean, you know, if you're picking this book up and you don't know you're picking up a horror book, you're doing it, you're picking up a horror book. So, uh, you know, uh, if you're listening to this and you are not a horror reader, maybe September House isn't for you, but September House is a horror book and um, it is super, super creepy. But I liked just, you know, what I like about haunted house books are that they have a foundation that they all share. And, um, you know, just like, in other houses, you know, people live there, you know, people probably died there, but it's just sort of the coming together and how those things interact that sort of make them what they are. Um, what I liked about just sort of the writing of September House was that it kind of evoked the feeling of a much older book, like, you know, like a Shirley Jackson type book or, um, you know, like um, a Haunting of Hill House type book but it brought new things into it. Um, so what was it about a haunted house book that, uh, you know, um, kind of started for you? Like, what's the foundation of a good haunted house book? Hmm. That's, that's an excellent question. That's also kind of, I, I probably have two different answers to different portions of that question. Um, I, I love haunted house stories and movies they're the kind of like the one horror movie where it doesn't matter how bad it is I will watch it um that's actually true of a lot of horror movies but I'm particularly drawn to haunted house movies um and I just like you said there there's something so familiar about the haunted house story um, it's been done seven gajillion times and it tends to get done in a very similar way. Family moves in, deals too good to be true, haunted things happen, they figure it out and eventually either leave or the house gets them. Um, I think what I love so much about haunted house stories is that the family usually brings something into the house. Like there's, there's conflict, there's financial strain. There's maybe something in their past that they are trying to not necessarily get away from, but like pretend didn't happen and start anew. And I just appreciate how much the dynamics of the the haunted house itself just brings out, like has brought to the table and how that interacts with all of that. And so I think you can kind of see in September house where maybe I was a little bit bored of well, I'm never bored of the tropes, but I was wanting to play with the tropes in a different way. Um, but I'm never bored of what the family brings to the house. So I think you see a lot of what the family brings with them, um, seen through the tropes in a, in a new light or a different yeah, I think so too. And, you know, one thing I did like about Hal and Margaret's uh, story was that they, you know, when they were buying the house, like they have an adult daughter, usually it's they're bringing a kid into it as, you know, a child. Uh, there is a child in the house, a child ghost um, <laughs> and other ghosts as Children well. Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, but Catherine is not a child, is not a child. And uh, she 
sort of, you know, she comes in a little bit later to the story. She's unaware of, I guess, the pranksters, as Margaret likes to refer to them. And, um, you know, she's just very concerned about finding her dad. So I, I think like that was something I really appreciated, uh, you know, especially like um, bringing a parent, chi- a parent, child, but parent, adult, child and parent relationship into a haunted house story uh, felt very fresh. Um, in particular, had you ever considered making Catherine a much younger child or did you always know you wanted it to be um, a story about an adult mother and obviously <laughs> and, a, and an adult child? No, I don't think I, I ever considered making Catherine younger. I think when the story originated, it was truly always going to be a story about a singular person and the house. Like it was going to be an incredibly haunted house and the person who is unbothered by all of it. And so it's, it's Margaret, not, not Margaret versus house, but Margaret and house kind of the whole time. And so just from a a mechanistic story perspective, anybody entering the story does need to be kind of external to that because they're not involved in the relationship between Margaret and the house. And so functionally, it just makes more sense for Catherine to be out of the house, which it makes most sense for her to be an adult, but also she has more agency as an adult. She can rightfully ask questions like, where's my dad? Um, Why haven't you heard from him? And actually start to solve these problems a little bit more if she's an adult versus a child where she maybe has a little bit less control over the situation. So when you were kind of putting the ghosts together, um, again, and this is like playing with tropes, you have so many different personalities in this house that are dead people. Um, Who spoke to you the loudest? I guess that would have to be... Just in terms of creation, Elias weirdly was, he was one of the first ones I imagined. He was kind of always going to be there as just this kind of little, Elias is just this like ghostly boy who's just kind of, he hovers, um, but you can't get too close to him because he'll bite you. And so he was, he was always going to be present in there. And I think after Elias, in terms of just the one that is my favorite is Frederica, who is, I don't, I don't want to call her a maid. She's just kind of like a house lady. Usually throughout the, the year, she's quite helpful. She, you know, cooks dinners and things like that, even if Margaret doesn't really want her to. But as September progresses, she becomes increasingly unhelpful and just starts moving things around willy nilly and breaking stuff. And walking into the kitchen and turning all the burners on high and then leaving stuff like that. And she was just so stoic and hilariously unhelpful. She was so fun. Yeah. I liked her too, actually. Um, You know, I liked like, just like, I I like how the book begins with, okay, so they're, they're looking at this house and then suddenly it's September and you know, you just go like right into it. Like, that's another thing I really like, you know, 
I, I mean, I'm a fan of the slow burn of a um, haunted house, but I've got to say, I love just how we were just really sort of dropped in it. You know, you have like that stereotypical scene of the, com the, the, the couple, they're looking at the house and they're like, oh yeah, you know, oh, this is such a good deal. And it's like, this is beautiful. This is my dream house. Like, oh yeah, well, there might be, there might be a haunting, you know, there, there were deaths here. And then suddenly it's just like, and it's September and the walls are bleeding, which is not a spoiler because you do get right into it. Um, and that was just phenomenally fun to dive into um, a pool of blood, <laughs> but just done in such like a comic, a comical way that was also scary. Um, yeah. Um, you know, um, uh, at what points did you kind of perceive the nuances of this house? I mean, when you move into any house that's not brand new, you know, you're not necessarily, you're, you're moving into somebody else's space. I mean, it doesn't matter whether or not you believe in haunted houses or not, whatever quirks the house had beforehand, um, when the house changes hands, you find out very quickly, like, oh, this is a thing. Uh, you know, with Margaret and Hal, it just happens to be ghosts and bleeding walls in September. But uh, yeah, like where did the quirks, like the individual quirks of the house come from? And did you yourself ever move into a space that maybe you didn't think was haunted, but like just had these really bizarre quirks that you kind of ruminated on? Hmm. Um, with, with kind of the first part of your, of your question, um, like I said, I'm a huge haunted house particularly movie fan and so when kind of the idea for this came about I was just thinking I want to create the most haunted house and this woman is just okay with it and so it was whatever trope I could think of or whatever thing I'd seen before like it was getting tossed in there like bleeding walls screaming dead birds ghost children running all over the place people spitting out flies like just however many I could toss in, that was what was going to be a part of it because this was just going to be the most haunted house um, that, and so it was just how many can I possibly fit in and have Margaret have to deal with? Um, Cause there's stuff that just gets like talked in a sentence or like mentioned once or it's just something she has to deal with. And then we're like moving on from it. Like there's a lot that she's had to deal with with this. Um, and then in terms of kind of spaces that I've lived in, um, I don't think, knock on wood yet, I don't think I've lived in places where it's been like haunted or things like that. I've definitely lived in my fair share of, of crappy apartments and crappy houses um, where there was things, you know, like the air conditioning wasn't fully working or and the last place um, my spouse and I lived, we had squirrels, I think, living in the walls. And so I would be kind of sitting in my writing room typing and I could hear just scratching behind me. I'm just like, oh, I sure hope that's uh, <laughs> I hope that that's not doing too much damage. Um, but we're out of that place now and I'm very happy about it before the squirrels like chewed through the wall. <laughs> Yeah, I know that like I've had, you know, I, I've i had my own share of weird experiences 
But, you know, like, I guess like my nowadays, my response is always to kind of figure out what the, um, you know, uh, I guess, real world scientific reasons for certain things would be. And I think like my most my most um, memorable one was something that happened when I was a kid around my kid's age now, actually. And I'm still convinced that it happened. But now, like, part of me is like, well, I feel like it was probably part of sleep paralysis, because back when I was in third grade, I didn't know that sleep paralysis was a thing. I didn't learn about it until I was in my 20s. And I didn't realize that you could, like, hallucinate during sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. So for the longest time, you know, I was like, oh, yes, absolutely. I believe in ghosts, et cetera, et cetera. And this thing happened to me when I was a kid. And then, like, as I got older, and I don't know if this is just sort of how our brains work. You're you're a, a teacher of psychology, so maybe you can tell me, you know, it's like, I consider myself an open-minded skeptic. Like, I'm like, okay, that was definitely weird. I definitely know that that happened. This is what I saw, but maybe the circumstances surrounding it were not what I thought they were as a kid. Maybe it was a symptom of something else, you know? Um, so I think, you know, I, I think there's like, but I think like kind of talking about, you know, you sit, talk about quirky apartments and et cetera, and just talking about this story in general, I think like our brains process a lot of stuff. And I think um, the way that we perceive things is very different. And I think sometimes we haunt ourselves yeah, without I saying would... too much. <laughs> I don't believe that. I mean, yeah, I'm in mental health and a lot of the work that we do is just to help people understand like, the damage that our own brains inflict upon us and helping people to learn that just because your brain tells you something or just because you think something doesn't mean that it's reality or true or that you need to be acting on it. So I would definitely agree with that. I, I really liked Margaret's voice. Um, I liked how we had to read between the lines of her narration how she would share certain things, but it would be like just little enough that we'd kind of wonder like, oh, well, what did she mean by that? You know, what did, why, why did this thing happen when her child was younger, for instance? And why is she referring to this time period in a certain way as if th there was something else? And again, this is all kind of, me talking around the other plot points of the book um but she was a very haunted person and Catherine was a very haunted person and when you bring haunted people into a haunted house which i mean generally actually it might be fun to read a haunted house story with like the most like mentally healthy people ever <laughs> moving into a haunted house and like what is it like the ghosts are just doing their thing and the people are just like Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. That would be a completely different story. But uh, you know what? What really works for me about haunted house stories, um, and I, I don't know. You know, you being a haunted house aficionado is that you do kind of bring two hauntings together. You bring the actual haunting in, and then you bring the internal haunting that the family is bringing to the house. 
Yeah, exactly. That that's what's so compelling to me about it. And maybe it's my the, the what are they bringing to the table? What brought them here? What are they working through during during the haunting? And how is this particular house going to mess with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because there's yeah. always a relationship um, with that, with that haunting as well. So, uh, yeah. So, um, September House is super. It's very cinematic also, by the way. Um, <laughs> I could, like, hear the, it was like I could, like, hear the things that were happening in the house (laughs) while they were happening um and you know I don't know if you're you're one of these people but like to me September has a smell and it like I felt it I smelled it it really was just very sense uh you know it worked with all the sensory stuff um when I was uh reading the book so uh this book is super super creepy there's a lot of spoilers that I don't want to talk about but um Absolutely. Yeah. One more thing, actually, I wanted to talk about was that Hal is a writer, uh, Margaret's (laughs) husband. Um, So any particular reason you chose that career for him? This it's oh, it's it's so opportunistic because I just needed Hal to have a job where people wouldn't be upset that he didn't come to work the next day. He pieces out at the beginning of the right. He's. just like I'm done with this bye um and and Catherine is it you know it's a radio silence thing and I just I just need to be somewhere that like he was kind of self-employed um there might have been other other ways I could have done that but I think I just channeled my inner kind of Stephen King (laughs) reader (laughs) he's gonna be a writer um and and no no one would miss him besides his family so yeah I like that that's good that is that is very convenient I wasn't even thinking about it in those terms man I was like I had all sorts of other thoughts in my mind but that's great uh thank you yeah some choices are made for legit reasons some have deeper meaning and some are just like I just needed (laughs) there was a needed to patch up so this happened for convenient plot related reasons <laughs> that's one of them well thank you so much are you going to uh do you yeah. think you will write another book um yeah hopefully so god willing um i am always writing always have things on various burners it's just a matter of is there someone that is willing to help me put it out in the world and do we does it seem like it's an idea that is just for me or that other people might want to read too so hopefully you'll see something else by me absolutely coming years well thank you so much um once again this was jessica with say at libraries turn the page podcast our guest today was oh carissa orlando author of september house out September 5th. And we are are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.